2: Girl, stop playing. welcome back to another episode of the girl stop playing podcast where we encourage you to stop playing with your potential and start working for what you want in life and in love I'm your host, Coryell, and you are in for a treat with this week's show. Because in the building, we have a double HBCU grad, a board certified cosmetic dentist right here in Duluth, Georgia, TV personality, wife, mom, and badass businesswoman, Dr. Heavenly herself. Dr. Heavenly, welcome to the show.
3: Oh, thank you, Coriela, I appreciate you having me, taking time out for me this evening. I am so
2: excited to have you here. I don't know if you remember this or not, but you used to have a radio show and Mm -hmm. I was actually a guest on your radio show probably in like 2000, I don't know, maybe 2013 or 2014 when I had the Single Wives Club. So this is a full circle moment because You have so much knowledge, so much wisdom to share, um, and you are such a source of inspiration, not just for single women, but also for wives who just admire the love that you um, are so public with. So we're going to get into it. We're going to get all up in your business just a little bit. But before we do that, I want to just warm up with a little game. So are you you ready to get into a little game?
3: I, I like to play.
2: Okay, (laughs) she said I like to play Okay, I came to play, Dr. Evelyn. So this is just a this or that I'm going to name two choices You just pick your favorite, All right. So first up, do you prefer a documentary or a comedy? Do I what? Do you prefer to watch a documentary or a comedy?
3: A comedy, definitely
2: Okay, do you prefer hanging out with your hubby or a girl's getaway?
3: A girl's getaway
2: Okay, cabin trip or a beach house? Beach house. Beach house. Okay. Do you like to plan ahead or be spontaneous?
3: I'm very spontaneous.
2: Ooh. And do you like a private chef or go to a five-star restaurant?
3: Private chef. Definitely.
2: Okay. Dr. Heavenly, I got to say, I was kind of surprised by a couple of your answers, but we'll we'll circle back. We'll we'll come back to that. (laughs) (laughs) So first of all, shout out to you being a double HBCU grad. I definitely have to um, start there because you are a alumni of famu my husband happened to go to famu you also spent some time in my city cashville tennessee i happen to go to tennessee state you um, went to meharry so i definitely love appreciate and support um anybody who has spent time matriculating through hbcus so you have definitely um been on our TVs on national television for nine years now. And one of the things that is most inspirational um, to me is how madly in love you still are with your husband of 20 plus years. The way you've managed to raise your children to be respectful adults and operate your own successful business, multiple successful businesses. But I want to go back to like pre what we know Dr. Heavenly to be right now and just talk about the, the bare bone story of how you met your husband. Let's
3: start there. You know, I've been asked that question several times. I don't know why everybody in mama wanna take me right. <laughs> well, so
2: I've done my research and I know the answer, but the people
3: don't, you know, they're they're not prepared. So people the people know. Listen, so uh you say, where did I meet my husband? How? The story. The well, long story, short to give you you on a long story, the short story. The short, story. the short, dirty. Okay, short and dirty um i've always been a planner i told you um i'm spontaneous in certain ways but i plan every aspect of my life right i wanted to be married at a certain age i want to go to school i knew what that year i was going to graduate had a had a vision board right had everything i wanted and everything i wanted in a man Put it on my refrigerator at Harry Tower. Somebody know what I'm talking about.
1: Mm-hmm. And
3: I said I wanted my husband to be short, dark-skinned, man's man. I want him to have a goatee. I want him to be very articulate, intelligent. I prefer him be in the medical school, and I wanted him to be all about me. And I got everything I asked for. So mm-hmm. I met my husband. Um, I was going to class late. He was leaving early. He had a girlfriend, but so what? What does that mean if you ain't got no ring on your finger? And um, I noticed him. He was looking at me, and he said something inappropriate because he said to me, um, he was walking with one of his frat brothers, and he said something to me like, for example, he said exactly, when you're going to put those lips on me? And I was like, I know this man that say this to me. And I said, don't you have a girlfriend? And he said, yes. And um, I said, well, you know what? Here's my number. <clears throat> call me. You know, and he said he was having issues with his girlfriend, whatever. You know me say, whatever. I said, call me, come over and see me and we'll talk about it, right? So his girlfriend started walking towards us. I didn't see her, but somebody saw, her. I guess it's Fred, but they saw, and he, and he said, hey man, your girlfriend coming. And we were talking, we were all in our conversation and he walked off with her, but he looked back at me. And at that point I knew that was my man. And I secured it when he came over to see me that night. Dr. Hatt, now, what does that mean? Well, no, nah, we didn't do nothing that night. Oh, but I mean, wait know, a minute. We talked, we talked a lot. I told him if he was having issues with a girlfriend, go go to church and pray about it. You know what I mean? God has a plan for you, you know? And um You know, he was working as a security guard. He was the type of guy. He was sending money back to his mama. And he was in medical school. So he had a job. So he was calling me from his job, you know, whatever, whatever. And he would say something like, you know, why don't you come up here? And I said, no, I'll tell your girlfriend to come. You know what? In fact, tell her to come, you know. So I saw him at a party, a Q party. was Omega. And um, when I walked in the party, he picked me up. And he carried me to the other side of the party into a corner. And I said, hold oh, up, you're going to get me beat up. Now, you know, I don't get my ass whipped, right? I told y'all that. But I said, you're going to get me beat up. And I said, where's your girlfriend? He said, I'm not with her anymore. You're my girlfriend. And from that day on, we we, we spent every night together. From every day, that day on, we spent every night together. A- unless he was out of town or I was out of town, we've been together every night since then. So it was twenty four years ago, almost twenty five years ago. So, Doctor Heavenly.
2: So, okay, Girl, I
3: can't give you all the secrets well, I had no, to listen, have. No, listen,
2: we got to unpack this just a little bit because. So I guess technically you didn't steal him from his girlfriend because he and left the it girlfriend belonged
3: to you. If it belonged to you, I can't steal it. Okay, it, 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 You're it, okay, not people.
2: This is true, but do so. Do you believe in? How you found them is how you going, or how you start is how you going to end, or like, whatever that thing. I didn't
3: even love at first sight. I think that he had a girlfriend. He only had one wife. Girlfriend don't mean shit, and that's what I'm going to tell y'all really early. Y'all ain't no wife. Y'all ain't shit. <laughs> Please understand that. Girlfriend don't mean nothing. Wife means something. Respect the wife.
2: So you single till you married.
3: That's right. That's exactly right.
2: You single to you, married. All right, all right. Yeah. So, g- girlfriend doesn't mean a thing. No titles. Okay, I can respect that. I can respect that. I can respect that. So, do you? So, so the the fire that we see publicly that has been there since like the frat boy days back in college.
3: Absolutely. Um, you know, um, when you meet somebody, you automatically have that um, what you call it, pheromone. Pheromones, you have that attraction. But, but, but that the attraction there is not a reason to be with that person. You have to get to know that person. You need to talk to them, make sure y'all have alignment, you know, and y'all, y'all value systems are the same, meaning you got to talk about money. You got to talk about kids. You got to talk about goals. You got to talk about all that. And if all that don't line up, the hell, the attraction don't mean nothing either. This is true. It's got to be both. You got to have both. You got to have the attraction and you got to have a plan to be together and think like-mindedly. gotta be like how
2: have you maintained that feeling which and i I think that there has to be like a friendship there right how have you maintained the, the feeling the friendship and the fire for so many years
3: i think it's more of a friendship than anything you know we've been through so much together ups and downs and when you go through things it brings you closer you know um just respect for one another talking to one another you know anything can be misinterpreted or 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 thought of the wrong way if you don't communicate. And that's with any relationship. I mean, if you watch Married to Medicine, a lot of these issues could really be resolved by a conversation. But the problem is we don't talk. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? If we fall out, we stop speaking and then we let other people speak for us or assume and all of that. When you're with your man, you have to talk to him and exclude everybody else. Mm-hmm. The opinions of everybody else does not matter.
2: So keep people out your business.
3: Absolutely
2: how do you have those tough conversations though dr heavily and not even have the tough conversations how do you be a grown woman and move on when you still want to be mad that's when you still want to be mad yeah when you when you still want to be mad when like the old you want to be petty but the new you knows you too grown for that
3: really i say if you upset about something, talk it through. I mean, to me, I we always had a rule not to go bad to bed or angry. But shit, I've been up all night some nights <laughs> being angry. You know what I mean? I ain't going to bed, but we'll, I, until I feel better, we are gonna talk about it. But once I let it go, you can't. And I, I'm guilty of doing it, but I say don't keep bringing the same shit up because it ain't gonna change. My opinion's not gonna change. His opinion's not gonna change. You have to look at and, you know pick and choose your battles because um. You know, it's always going to be issues. Y'all don't think that like y'all come from two different places trying to see the same way, and you just don't. The way a psychologist brought it up to me is, you're looking from here and here. If you're looking at a sign, you're looking at two different pieces of the sign, and you cannot see the same things. So you got to trust another one another and have enough respect to understand that he can't see or I can't see what he's saying, but know that I'm doing the best, my hundred percent best for both of us and our family.
2: So therapy. Do you think that that is a necessary component for a lasting marriage? Or do you think it's like a,
3: you You know? know, I think that everybody need therapy. However, I've had therapy and to me, maybe it was a therapist, but that shit don't help you. All it really does is bring up old stuff and make you mad again that you don't forgave somebody for, and You trying to relive some shit that happened. I don't know. I don't think therapy for everybody. I don't think therapy is for everyone. I think that in different situations, I think it's nothing wrong with talking to a therapist. But marital counseling, you can't tell me shit about my marriage because you don't know. You don't know. You can tell me what you think. And so what, if you, what, what if you
2: what if you what if what if something comes up, though, Dr. Heavenly? And it's like we just cannot figure it out. And it's not something that you could just agree to disagree on.
3: What well, what can't we figure out, baby? Give me an example, cause I'm gonna need an example. And the answer I'm gonna tell you, in, with your example, is there can only be one head to a household. That's what a that's what a caveat is. That's what a problem is. It'll only be one head. Two heads is a monster, right? So my man and and you know respects me enough that anything I want, if I ask for it the right way, I can get it. But if we in a standstill, it's only one head to the household.
4: Mm.
3: and that doesn't happen very often but you know oh dr heavenly oh that's that's if that's, i get my way 99.86 percent of the time if there's one thing that we cannot agree on i can allow my husband to have
2: it you can have this it you got you it you can have it
3: so is, has that ever
2: been because i'm sure you've kind of mastered it now but being such an alpha female an assertive business minded entrepreneur, you're the boss, you know, in, in in a big part of your life, you are the boss, you are the head. Has that ever been a hard adjustment for you? I mean, I can assume you all kind of grew up together. So I, I think that that was kind of an advantage because you became a boss while you know he he knew you while you were becoming a boss versus you being this boss and then you meeting a man and you having to kind of put him in position in his life y'all kind of built a life together but have you ever had a hard time taking off the boss's hat and just being the
3: wife absolutely it's easier said than done but one thing I will tell you is you cannot submit to any old damn thing a lot of times people are trying to submit to any old damn thing, and I say all the time, you cannot follow a car that's not move, moving because you're mm-hmm. not going to feel right. He's not going to feel right. So if I'm a boss, right, and I'm doing all these things, and if he ain't doing shit, I'm going to feel some kind of way when I get up. But not that's not the worst part. He going to feel some kind of way. Mm -hmm. That if I'm doing this, he got to bring something to the table. Now, I'm not saying women and men, like the man need to make more. I'm not saying that at all. But I'm saying if I'm doing my thing, he can't just sit idly by because I'm Mm -hmm. not going to be happy with that. But his ass ain't going to be happy with that either. And if he is, he's a bitch. (laughs) Because ain't no real man going to sit around and let me do every damn thing. And he sit on his funky ass and like, can I cuss? I'm sorry, I'm late.
2: <laughs> you can do your and thing.
3: Me to do everything and him not do anything.
2: Okay, on that note,
3: how has
2: reality TV played a role in your relationship? Or has it? Because you are you, right? A thousand percent. You get out I there did. and you do your thing. Has that affected you personally, um, just you, or has that affected your marriage positively or negatively? One thing about mama, she is going to make sure that everyone else is taken care of before she even.
3: I think that when I came into reality TV, I was already the person I am. It did not make me. It makes some of them other girls, but it does not make me. Everything I have, I'm not, you know, I'm trying to be humble and I am humble. Everything I have and have done, I had before reality TV. So when you talk about my relationship on reality TV, one thing, if you watch Dr. Heavily, she never disrespects her husband and her husband never disrespects us. You know me. Mm -hmm. Second. My husband don't watch reality TV. Mm.
4: He's not on
3: Twitter tweeting. He not on social media. And he does have an account, bitch, but that's me. So when y'all get in his damn DMs, understand that's me. Okay? So he's not really involved in it like so many of the other husbands because he has a real job. He has a, pr- a practice. He has, you know, things going on. He is successful in his own right. So he does not have to depend on a limelight of reality TV to make him. And I think that helps us a whole lot because he ain't interested. A lot yeah. of times the mess that's going on in reality, he has no clue of it. He don't so even know about he's it. in the reunion and they show him, it's the first time he's hearing about it, which is, a dis- it might be a disadvantage for me, but he don't know most of the time.
2: Has there ever been anything that he found out later and was
3: like, heaven, really? come on, now come on. There's going to be some shit this year that he's going to find out about. But you know what he'll never know unless andy messy ass tell him andy's gonna tell him he is he is is. and i will deal with that at that time okay
2: so how does that work how in control are you of what is put out there
3: i well i mean i'm in control of what come out of my damn mouth but i've seen scenes that even what came out of my mouth did not come out of my mouth, so I'm talking too much. But sometimes you're in green screen and they'll say, say these words. And you don't know why you saying them. But then, and if you look close, I didn't say that shit.
2: Wow.
3: So, you know what I mean? But, you know, that's me.
2: Part of the game,
3: huh? Huh? I said, that's just part
2: of the game, right?
3: Part of the game, and you know you came to play. So don't get mad. You know what I'm saying? Don't be mad, because if you came to play and you play with me, we playing.
2: Well, I love that you said that, you know, part of the reason why you think this hasn't really affected your marriage is because he ain't really worried about this. Like he let you do your thing and he is really, truly like in his career, handling his business, like doing the things that he does. And in my opinion, those seem to be the relationships that thrive even through, you know, reality TV. It's the ones where the the men are super involved. But an
3: interesting caveat here. because he is a protector of his household and I don't necessarily agree with this, but I understand it. For example, Will Smith, I think he was wrong, wrong, wrong with what he did with Chris Rock. Right. However, if somebody disrespect me, disrespected me and and hurt my feeling, that was a man. I think that Damon would have done whatever to defend me. You know what I'm saying? No Mm -hmm. questions asked. So, um, I don't necessarily agree with that, but I understand how it could happen with real Smith. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm saying. And,
2: with, and I think there's a lot of things that go on behind the scenes that we don't see. We just see, you know, what the camera catches. But
3: They, they water us down. Our mm-hmm. stuff is worse than what y'all see on TV. I guess because we doctors and y'all don't want that and the advertisers don't want it. But our stuff is worse. Really? To me, yes. When you look at it, I'm like, listen, I cannot be mad at that scene because I see it so much more. Okay, so I amazing, that I ain't got my ass whipped yet, but I heard I did. I'm not sure if I did or not this season, but I heard it I did.
2: You're not worried about that, Dr. Heavenly? About you will ever go to work and be like, maybe I should wash my mouth today.
3: Uh, it's working for me. Initially, two eight years ago, I might have worried about it, and I did. I almost didn't do reality TV because I thought it was going to affect my business, right? I think that intelligent people get what this is. I think that intelligent people know that this is entertainment. Mm-hmm. It is me. It's me at times 10, but I'm in situations I would never be in. If I didn't like you, our, car, 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 lunch with you the today that we after we had an argument, I would not sit down with your ass if I didn't like you. So I'm in situations I would never be in. And you're saying some shit you probably would never say to me had we not been on TV. That's what my thought would be. Because if you say shit about my man and you lie on my damn man, I'm going to tell the truth about your man. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. I think they
2: know not to play with you and your man, Dr. Heavenly. After, <laughs> you know I mean? after all these years, you would think they would know that.
3: I mean, you know, they don't know it. They don't know.
2: So I have a I have a personal question, Dr. Heavenly. Anything,
3: anything darling.
2: This, this is a personal question. I'm about to ask it in one second. But before that, we got to pause. We got to pay some bills. Let me take just
3: a quick... All right, darling. Ask me the question. If it's too personal, I'm going to tell you...
2: All nothing. right. No, it ain't personal. No, it's not a personal in-your-business question. It's a personal question because I want to personally know. So oh. because you are a cosmetic dentist, that means that you are doing a lot of these veneers, right? All the people got teeth that's too big. What are they ordering wrong, Dr. Heavenly?
3: They ordering the wrong size or They're going out of the country. They're going out of country... And they're getting these cheap ass teeth that are way too big, right? Yes. And there's some dentists here that's doing them as well. But what they do is they come up with one template, meaning it's an impression of a perfect smile, and they're giving everybody the same damn smile. Uh, That's what I'm doing. I specialize in natural looking teeth. That's why my shit costs more. I'm giving you natural teeth. Now, if you want that chiclet shit that the girl had, go over there. We're not doing that here. But, you know, some people come in wanting them white, white teeth that look fake. Some people be wanting that. You know what I mean? They want people just like the weave. People be wanting people to know that they got fake teeth. Don't ask me why. Your teeth are supposed to be the color of uh, the white in your eyes. They're not supposed to be, you know? Yeah. So you wow. Look, specialize in natural looking teeth. So
2: what is the difference? Not, Not the, I mean, I know the difference. But are they saving that much to go get these? Yes, they are.
3: They are. They are. Um, a set of veneers uh from premolar to premolar out of the country, maybe fifteen thousand, right? In my office, they're gonna be 48. How do people pay for this, Dr. Heavenly? They getting loans they're out? Financing. People get the money for what they want. They getting these asses, they're getting their eyes changed. This weave ain't cheap. This have not cheap. They're financing the teeth and they're getting what they want, baby. If you're missing teeth, how much would you pay for some new teeth? Wow. Beautiful lady. Professional woman, how much listen, Dr. Heavenly? I've been thinking about all this dental
2: work I've been getting done. I've been thinking about getting me a whole new set, but I've been, I saw
3: too many horror stories. You probably don't need a whole new set, you probably don't need that, but some people do. And if you're, you're gonna do what you need to do to get you some damn teeth. You are, wow, you are. And I'm giving you a great service, a great price, and a great product. What's this timeline look like, Dr. Heavenly? How much downtime is it? um for veneers yeah that's is that what the, no, the, the mean, of that procedure is fresh. we prep your teeth we give you a temp you wear that about three weeks four weeks we always say four weeks but we get them sooner and we call you say hey we got your teeth in earlier um to make it a nice gesture but about three weeks you're wearing a temp a temp is made out of acrylic we let you know that you know soft diet for that those three weeks and we put on your natural teeth we do a try-in appointment but 90% of the time of the try-in, the teeth are perfect. So we see them that day. And are people put... To, are you shaving them down? Is that... The yes, thing? yes. You're shaving the teeth down. That's what you got. How you so go, permanent? You can do, you can do uh, prep-less veneers, but that's when they start looking bulk. Because you're putting some shit over your On teeth. On top of it. Right. You got it for it to look good. You got to stay those teeth down. And we do miracle work. I mean, they be having gaps like this. And Listen, we try to fix it. I will be all on your Instagram looking. I'm telling you, I've been checking I mean, this out. And, and you know, it looks good, but it ain't even perfect. And I'm a perfectionist, but they come in with some stuff that you you, you do a miracle work to get it together.
2: Wow, wow, wow. Yes. Yeah, so smilesbydrheavenly.com is where they can check that out. They can also follow you on Instagram. at
3: action I love doing that.
2: They can, OK, yes. Yeah, and we got to get into your new passion, too. So okay. you you also recently opened up this beauty supply store. Can we talk about it? Because the fact that we have another black owned beauty supply store here in the Atlanta area that we can support, I definitely think that the people need to know about it if they don't already. So how did you end up getting into the space and then let them know the location where they can come support?
3: Okay, I got into Beauty Supply because I don't know if you knew a show. We had a Marital Medicine L.A. Uh-uh, and uh-uh. we went over there and we filmed in L.A. And there was this girl there, a boss chick named Leah Diaz, right? She owns several beauty supply stores. I think eight or ten of them all over. And uh it was called Girl K Beauty. You know, anytime I see somebody doing amazing things, I make them my friends. I don't hang around nothing but bosses. You know what I'm saying? If I don't hang with you, it's a reason. But people that I can learn something from or they can learn from me, you know, a symbiotic relationship, we became friends. And I was asking her the profit margin on beauty supply. So I was like, well, shit, I could do that. So it wasn't necessarily a passion other than my daughter was more interested in beauty and beauty supply. And she loves doing the pictures and didn't the have done and all that, you know. Yeah. But like, well, the numbers and not only that, I was thinking that that's the way I could help the community, not just with jobs because there's plenty of jobs out there. My way of helping is getting black businesses off and running. Like there are so many startups that put their new products in my store. You know what I'm saying? Then I market the products. If they sell, then I put them on my website. We're giving people opportunities. And I think this store Mm -hmm. is more so for other people than it is for me. So it's like almost like
2: a marketplace. And I didn't even realize that it's online too. So they don't even have to be here in the Atlanta area to
3: support. com. Yes.
2: And is that where they need to go if they have a product and they're interested in getting it placed? I would in say store?
3: call the store. If you go to the website, we got a phone a phone number there, call the store, but you got to bring your product and make sure it's packaged, right? Don't bring me no BS. Come on now, y'all be ready. Get your shit together before get you Get it together
2: it. and come correct. So yeah. my last question, Dr. Heavenly, for the women out there who feel discouraged, and they feel like they just do not believe that having it all is something that can happen for them, whatever it all means, whether that is the life, the love, the legacy, you know, the kids, the, whatever it means for them, for someone who has it all, what is your advice? What encouragement can you offer for someone who just might not be in a good mental space?
3: You know what? I received that. I received that. I have it all. I do. I mean, if you look at it, but the thing about it is it's all a mindset. If you think you can do it, you can do it. If you don't think you can, I swear to God, no matter how hard you try, you ain't going to be able to do it. But the thing is changing your mindset. Read books. Ask God. Pray. Make a plan. Write it down. Look at it every day. All this is biblical. Read your Bible meditate get your life together as far as like eating right exercise and get you in the right mental space stop doing things that are not good for you get rid of that sorry ass dude that ain't good for you get rid of the things that are blocking your blessings and receive the blessings sit and be still for a minute and listen god will speak to you he'll tell you exactly what you want to do write down a plan write down everything you want to do and start doing it today it's just that simple and if you can believe it even if it takes meditating, reading books, praying, whatever you got to do to make that mind right, once you get your mind right, you halfway.
2: Listen, I love it. Dr. Heavenly, I appreciate you. I'm so glad we were able to do this. Please let the people know if you have anything that they can support. I know where they can find you on Instagram at Dr. Any last words, anything else you want to share?
3: No, I think I said it all. Um, I support all my friends and everything they're doing. Look, I always bring my stuff I love bam Dr. Jackie's book yeah, listen nice. this, this is my girlfriend this is my personal life coach here and she helps me lose weight listen I gotta lose some weight listen books read y'all they said that if there's anything that they want y'all to miss put it in a book
2: they put it in the books
3: don't let that not be you and I have to do a do a spill on on uh cryptocurrency it's so much money being made out here that y'all have what we need to
2: money. do Dr. Heavenly what we need uh, to do What we need to do?
3: Give me the. the, You need to go to my YouTube. You need to go down to my YouTube because I go over. You know, I talk the mess because I get a lot of views on the mess. I don't get views that many views on the serious stuff when I talk about the seven streams of income and how to build your wealth and generational wealth and all that. You know, I get a a few thousand, but I get 400,000 if I read Martell Hold on Love and Marriage. You know what I'm saying? So I don't understand, y'all, but I do do the blogs on real estate. Uh, insurance, all of that on my site. I do vlogs on getting scholarships to go to college because I encourage these young girls to go to school because that's an education nobody can take away from you. I do educate, um, talk about just having a plan. I bring all kinds of people on, but I'm saying it's a great wealth transfer happening right before your eyes in, in Bitcoin and cryptocurrency. All right. And so I've, me- seen it. I've seen it. So we need to listen,
2: I've been saying, like, not even I, the world has been saying that this is the next gold rush. And if we miss out on this, we ain't going to have anybody yes, to blame. And it's
3: right now. And they going to regulate this because people making money, they finna regulate it, y'all. So get in now and get out. I'm saying within the next two years, it's going to be regulated in such that it's going to be so highly taxed. If you don't know what you're doing, you're going to be, you know, but now's the time. Look at my YouTube, follow my YouTube. It's a Dr. Heavenly blog on YouTube. Make sure y'all follow me on Facebook. I'm going to start doing a whole lot more on Facebook. So make sure y'all get on Facebook. And I'm on TikTok and all that, but I don't understand that shit. So people do that for me. But Facebook and YouTube, that's where I'm at. We appreciate you, Dr. Heavenly. Thank
2: y'all so much for tuning in to another episode of the Girls Stop Playing podcast. I appreciate y'all, and I'll see y'all next week. All right. Bye-bye. Ooh.